Artcentric Podcast with Rafi and Klee. Hola, you amazing artists. It's Rafi and Klee. And today we're going to talk about website or no website, online presence, all that stuff. Uh, although it sounds boring, this is actually going to be a pretty fun podcast. Yes. We're responding to a question from one of our awesome patrons, Esther, about having a podcast. Having a web store. Having a web store. It's based on my podcast that I posted uh, last week where I talk about getting rid of the glitches. And Esther's question is... Okay, I'll read it. I'll read it for us (laughs) to serve as the basis. So it says, Rafi, I've been redesigning my site again. And when you started talking about going back to Patreon, I realized that the reason I was redesigning it was because I needed something more simple. After this podcast, I'm seriously considering the idea of getting rid of my online store. I can count on one hand the number of people who have purchased from it, and it's constantly a battle to make time to upload products. Um, do we want to... Rebuild. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's answer. Let's talk about those two questions. They're not really questions, but I want to talk about because uh, you're like you're considering getting rid of your online store. Mm-hmm. And Esther is saying live here. I have a website, and I would keep that, but I'm considering getting rid of the store. Gotcha. Okay, so I am, I am somebody who thinks that you should have an online store. Um, only because of this. So we did a lot of markets. We did a lot of shows. Always, always, you count on it. You're going to sell stuff a lot easier when you're meeting people in person and you have, you know, when you're there able to talk about your art, um, it's much easier to sell things. However, I would always make sure to have an online presence because a you can direct people to that b there were a lot of shows that we did and people would see stuff and then they wouldn't buy it and they would contact us later on and ask like if we still had it and it was really nice to be able to send them a link and say it's here uh you could buy it and then they would purchase it online also when i did um put my artwork up at local businesses those pieces would be linked on my online store. And a lot of times there would be a link on there where somebody could purchase the piece, contact me and purchase the piece. That way I could send them the link to my online store. I also think that, you know, you're saying that, you know, you could count on one hand how many people have purchased from your store. First off, congratulations on that because it means that people were going to your online store to purchase things mm-hmm. So my recommendation is that you have an online store, an online presence, because it extends. I think the problem here is that like you're looking at it almost as if if this or that, like if this or that type of thing. And whenever I've looked at our online presence, I see it as an extension of my in-person presence. Mm-hmm. Like here I am in person, but also, you know, yes, you could contact me locally and stuff, but also if you want to purchase from me, you can do it from the online store. Yeah. I always looked at it as an extension of our in real life presence as well. Um, and, and the bulk majority of our online sales 
right from the get-go were people that met us at a show that then thought about something later on. And especially with um, the nature of doing the online shows and doing them in different areas and meeting people who either, you know, it's easier for them to purchase online because they don't want to have to worry about transporting something back home because they were in town on vacation or they live a couple towns over, but it's just easier to have a thing shipped rather than carrying it home with them in that format. And one thing that we always did was we made sure that our website was on our business cards and we made sure that at shows we gave a business card to everybody, um, those who purchased the thing and even those who were just perusing and looking so that they would have our information. Um, I do acknowledge the difficulty of uploading one-of-a-kind things to a website Especially when you're doing frequent shows and it's like you go through the trouble, I'm just going to use the word trouble, of uploading a one-of-a-kind item to your site. Then you take it to a show and you sell it at the show and then you have to pull it down from the site because you just sold it. So that can be a tricky thing to balance and that's why... I mean, there are workarounds on that because, for example, we use WooCommerce and we use Square on the website. Mm -hmm. So you're able to link, like when you have one-of-a-kind things, as long as you don't have a bunch of variations to it, you're able to link it to your Square. Mm -hmm. And that way when you sell it, you could sell it from Square, and it will remove it from the website. Mm -hmm. So there are workarounds for that kind of thing. Cassie said, if your focus is physical sales, then I look at an online store as your warehouse. Don't see what you're after? Take a look at what we have in back. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I love that. I love that, Cassie. Because, yeah, I I do shows, and I definitely, you know, I have a lot of artwork. I can't bring everything out to a show. So it was always nice to, you know, like somebody would come by and they'd look at something. They were like, I really like this. I'm looking for whatever. Do you have any more art? And being able to give them a business card and direct them to the website. So it's always like an extension, kind of like what you were saying, Mm because you've got, you know, yeah, if you do local shows, then you're confined to that local area. And with us, we did some shows when we were in Florida. We did some shows that were in Destin. Here, living here now, a lot of our sales are coming from people that know us in Florida because we were there for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to be able to give them a a place where they can purchase stuff um, and be able to just ship it out because they've bought art from us before. So there's a confidence that's been built there because we were local And then looking at our new area and knowing that, like, okay, if we do some shows, chances are we might be doing some shows right across the border in New York. We might be doing some shows in the surrounding area, some shows locally. Mm -hmm. So everybody that we meet at these shows, um, give them a business card, knowing that even though they're maybe an hour or two away, they can still order stuff with confidence from us. And so, yeah, it's it's an extension of that presence. Yes. It felt good to be able to tell people at shows that I have literally hundreds more items on a website. It felt good for me to be able to say that. And that's something that was built over time. And also, that balancing act is the reason that I really started leaning into made-to-order stuff, where I make a thing once... And I know I can make it again. It's not going to be an exact replica, but it's going to be a a thing based on this thing where once I do the work of making this thing 
and photographing this thing, editing the pictures, creating the listing, then it lives on our site for as long as I want it to. And I don't have to photograph every time I make that thing. It's there as an example. And I feel like that's the happy medium that I struck for myself. So I can do my one-of-a-kind pieces, but also have made-to-order and print-on-demand stuff listed on the website where you don't have to constantly be uploading to that website. Esther says, wait, what? I can connect my Square to WooCommerce? I had no idea. Yes, it's actually called Square for WooCommerce. It's a plugin that you add to WooCommerce, and then you can use that as your payment platform. And there's a way to sync up your Square with your WooCommerce store. Um, I would Every single listing will have a little box at the bottom that you check that says sync up with Square. I would do that for the one-of-a-kind pieces. Again, if you have a lot of variations on your product, um, I wouldn't do that because then it just confuses the entire system. But if it's if it's a one-of-a-kind piece that's really simple to buy, I would definitely have it on Square. And that's where it really matters is those one-of-a-kind pieces where yeah. there's only one and you want your website talking to your in-person card reader. Speaking of what you were talking about, Esther, for the made-to-order pieces – um, for me in particular, it's like my artist enhanced prints, right? Where like, I know the process, what it's going to look like. Each one is going to have a little bit of a variation to it. And I write that in there because everything is sort of one of a kind, but the process in creating the print, because it's a print and it's going to go on wood and it's the same process and I use the same colors, that would be considered a made to order piece. So mm-hmm. I create one take really nice pictures, list it, and then that just lives on my website. Yeah, so let's talk about that for a second because that's how I do my customization options too. And Esther was saying it's true that people like instant gratification and would not likely purchase from the site if they had to contact me. So all of my customization options, including uh, chain length, clasp option, and personalized engravings on pieces are all handled via drop menus or text boxes that a person fills out. So unless they need something that I don't have covered, which is rarely the case, um, they don't have to actually contact me at all. And so if you can get set up in that way where you have a set number of customization options on a made-to-order thing where it's really easy for people to just choose what they want, um, that's obviously going to increase. Anything you can do to increase your ease of purchase for your end user is going to increase your sales on your website. That also brings me to ease of uh, posting the products, because I think Esther talks about that as well here, where it's uh, about having the time to do it. Yeah. And when I was talking about the glitches on the membership, there's a big difference between our rafianclee.com site, which is our e-commerce site, and the Rogue Artist membership site, right? There was a lot of moving parts to the Rogue Artist membership site. Now, with our e-commerce site, the thing is, and you had it right there, like simplicity. Mm-hmm. You want to make it you want to make it as simple as possible on yourself, and a lot of that really comes to the structure. So, for example, with us, one thing that we try to do is as soon as we get something done, right, it it becomes the, the listing it on the site becomes part of that process. So as soon as it's done, we take the pictures, 
we um, edit the pictures, we post it, write the description, and now it lives on the website. That works for me because my documentation of my artwork is actually my store on my website. That's yes. how I keep track of what it is that I have and what it is that I created. It wasn't always that way. And, no. And and then still trying to catch up because it wasn't always that way. So I still have pieces that are up on my wall that every once in a while I realize, oh, shit, that's not on my website. Mm-hmm. But it does become the archive and the museum, if you will, for your work. And that's the nice thing, too, is even after you've sold a one-of-a-kind piece or discontinued a made-to-order piece, it still lives there on your website in the sold category, if you set it up that way, where it becomes this archive of your work that um, you you don't run the risk of losing any of that that you've created. And that's really nice um, for me. That's a nice way to archive and organize. I set up a system that works for me to make it easy to do this process, create the thing, photograph the thing. Once the photos are edited, they go into a specific folder on my desktop where I know these are in queue to be listed. And then they move to a different archive folder once they're listed. If I didn't make it super streamlined and easy for myself, I would never do it. Especially when you're doing shows. Because the problem I faced back in the day early on, especially doing shows, is I was like making stuff right up until the 11th hour getting ready for the show. There was no time to photograph and list the stuff. So then I had a choice to make. I'm either not taking these new pieces to the show because they're not on the site yet or I'm taking them to the show because that's what I made them for. <laughs> and I'm running the risk that I'm going to sell them before they ever make it onto the website. And I've done it both ways. But honestly, it really kind of sucks to sell a thing that you have zero record of ever creating. That you didn't, you didn't get any pictures of it or anything. Mm-hmm. That's happened to me too. There's artwork out there that I've sold that I literally took no pictures of it. Because it was still wet when I was taking it out to the market. Yeah, I did the thing sometimes where it's like, okay, I get to the show, I set up the stuff, I use the first hour in the morning to photograph uh, the pieces at the show. So at least I have a record that they existed. So if by chance I sell it, I still have a picture of it that I can stick in the sold category or I can turn into a made-to-order listing. Um, They're not always the best pictures when they're on the fly at shows, but at least you have some record of it. Nanny's like specific folder as in new folder 2389. Yeah. Yeah. I have become really. So many of those. I have so many of those that I have to sort through. Oh man, don't do that to yourselves. Name your folders, guys. Name your folders. The folder that my stuff in queue goes into is called import. But the second that I import jewelry pieces, I name them and I do their metadata. Yes. I do not wait to do that because it will become a mess. And then they go into the archive folders, archived by what it is and the year that it was created. Don't let your folders become chaos. Yeah. You guys, if you're going to list stuff, if you're going to go through the process of like documenting your art, make sure that it's a JPEG and that you go into the metadata, put the name of the art um, by you by your name, your artist name, or whatever it is that you want to become searchable. Do that with every single image that you put on your website. If you don't know how to get to the metadata of a JPEG, right-click, Properties, 
in the properties, go to the details tab and right there, the name and you'll see subject matter. I put my name all over every single image that goes on my website so that it becomes searchable on search engines in of itself. And you know, that's really awesome because a lot of times you're you're uploading like five to seven pictures and immediately there's five to seven new images that live on the internet mm-hmm. that people can search your name and find. So that's that's a big, I, for me, like, it just makes sense to make it part of the process of your documenting your travels, uh, your travels as an artist, your experience, your, your journey as an artist, and making sure that it becomes searchable, that it's online, that not only is it searchable, but it's um, something that becomes an extension of that. Because kind of like what Cassie is saying here, I think this is a great insight into an artist's life, the struggle of just how many hats we have to wear while trying to decide what hats are actually relevant to us. Totally. And the other, uh, before that, Cassie said, actually, this ties well into my past point of silence towards your art being difficult. Putting in the work and feeling unseen is rough, but the perks of accessibility is valuable. And that's the thing. A lot of people like Esther says in her question that, you know, I could count on, on one hand, how many people have gone to the site? Yes, but that's five more people. Let's say if you're able to count five people on one hand that found you or accessed something through the website, it's easy to minimize those, the value of those numbers in your mind, Mm -hmm. right? Because you think, well, it was only five people, so the, I need to get rid of this. And it's like, yeah, but you want as many streams of income coming in, and your website is a stream of income in of itself that is an extension of your in-person uh, sales, of you putting yourself out there in person. You should be promoting that website with everything that you do, everything that you do, and getting people comfortable with going to the website the same way that people have to develop a relationship with you in person, they have to develop a relationship with your website. Every single website is slightly different. Every time I go to a new website, it's a learning curve. I have to learn how to navigate that site. If I go to it once and it's just a static site and nothing changes on it, then I'm not really going to visit it that often. But if it changes and there's a blog and there's listings and you know things are constantly updating and I do visit it often then that's how I become familiar with it and start to really learn how to navigate that website. I want to touch back and just kind of touch on um, the difference between really problematic technical glitches on a site and growing pains because they are a different animal. Um, What we ran into with the Rogue site was really problematic technical glitches that had to do with third-party plugins. We're talking about the site crashing every night and not knowing why people's payment portals going down and we don't know why tech support from one plugin telling us we got to contact tech support from a different plugin those things you guys it was a nightmare those are headaches <laughs> if you're experiencing those kinds of things then simplify yeah if you are having back end payment processing site crashing uh glitchy stuff happening it's definitely time to simplify and furthermore if you have created a system for yourself 
for your e-commerce website that is overly complicated, too many options. We've at points had too many options on our e-commerce site. Simplify. In fact, next year, next uh, next year, next week, uh, Clee and I have dedicated several days to be able to go in there and simplify our categories mm-hmm. because we were looking at it the other day and I was like, well, because things happen, you know, over the years, like you... You start creating things. You're like, I'm going to have this category. I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And then later on, you look at it. And that's why I think it's important that you reevaluate your website. And, you know, Esther, you're you're doing a redesign. Um, eventually, you get to a place where you're happy with it. But every year, you should still reevaluate and be like, well, how can I simplify this? You know, and just look at things. Because even once you simplify fly, fly something... There's going to be more ways to simplify it and more ways to simplify it. So I think scheduling in that time and not seeing that time as a waste of time because, oh, I never sell anything on my site, seeing it more as that extension to, you know, I want to have that option to be able to send somebody to my site or send them the link that takes them directly to my product on my site that they can purchase online, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it makes a huge difference. Like it's because of our website that clean. I were able to move. Yeah. Because if we were just relying on local stuff, we would not have been able to move because we would have to rely on just shows to be able to do stuff. Also just, um, not being able to do shows for stints of time due to weather or you're tired and burned out or you're under the weather, the ability to still, um, be available to people is really priceless to us. Um, and so it is kind of just the discomfort in the beginning of getting it set up and getting it set up how you really need it to be and figuring out what that looks like. Definitely pain in the ass, no doubt about it. Um, but I do think it's worth it personally, and I also highly recommend evaluating where you are every year. So the web evaluation this year for us, however many years we've had this site now, is for me, getting rid of stuff that either I can't source the materials for anymore, or I'm kind of moving past it as far as me as a designer, I don't want to make it anymore, or, you know, whatever the reason is. And yes, streamlining those categories, so it's a little less overwhelming for people, but Doing that every year, revisiting my item tags. Did I, did I come in too hot? Was I overwhelming with item tags and so on and so forth? And little by little over the years, we've added stuff to the website or subtracted stuff to make our lives easier. Like adding uh, a plugin that allows people to customize their purchase, adding a plugin that allows our website to show real time carrier rates getting rid of plugins that were conflicting with our shop template and so on and so forth. So there is there is that technical work that goes into the website, but really it's like there should be, ideally you would dedicate time at least once a year where you just go in there and you do a revamp, right? And I think what's most important with that and something that I've been able to develop over the years is to not see it as, oh, this is just extra work. See it as like, okay, it's time for us making that time to say like, it's time for us to revamp our online presence when it comes to our website. Because our website is 
the way that a lot of people are going to find us online and really get to know a little bit more about us, you know, especially because, you know, we post on social media, you get a glimpse of us. We post on YouTube, you get a glimpse of us, but like really going to rafianclee.com is where you get to really see what we showcase and what it is that we put out there. I love our website. Our website is dear to me. It's our place where we get to build our world exactly how we want it to be. It's my favorite place on the internet. I'm very proud of it. It showcases everything that we do and who we are. It is an artwork in of itself. And I think if you can look at it like that, instead of it being this hassle or this burden, it is not only our world that we get to exist in, but after doing constant shows for nine years, it is also my ability to run my business without having to be at a show every weekend. And that to me is also completely priceless. It is the ability to do shows because we want to. I mean, the way that I look at it is here is the, the, here was our stepping stone process, right? So the stepping stone process for us was we got started at the flea market, right? We went, we, the first part was we approached galleries. All the galleries were like, who are you? We don't care who you are. No, you can't get in. And then we looked around we were like, well, where can we showcase our stuff? So we did a flea market. And then after being at the flea market for a while, we realized like, okay, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be at the flea market forever. So what are we going to do? So we started doing uh, the farmer's market and then started doing some local art walks and then started doing some art shows while we were doing the farmer's market. And then at some point we were like, man, if like Pensacola gets hit by a hurricane or there's a storm or something like that, like, we don't have that consistency. And then that's where we really started to look at online and being able to offer that stuff as an extension online. Mm-hmm. And it really has worked out for us because when um, when the hurricane hit during the pandemic, like nothing was open. Nothing was open. Everything shut down. Mm-hmm. And we not were- Not to mention the pandemic. Not to mention the pandemic. And we were able to still sell art safely during that entire time because we had access we had to wait for the power to come back on (laughs) but we had we had access to the internet and we were able to offer what we had to the online market and people contacting us and different things like that especially during that time because there were a lot of people that would you know call us or message us and be like hey are you going to be at the market this weekend it was like no we're not but here's a link to that thing that you were looking for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so specifically for Esther, but for anybody who's like trying to navigate this and make this decision, right? Given the amount of not only artwork, but fun and magic and insight that you have to offer, I feel like it would be a shame to take that down off the internet. Um, I feel like you really have the opportunity, anybody who's creative to build a wonderful world on the internet for people to come visit you and give them the opportunity to buy something from you while they're there and also learn more about you. Um, For me, I would never, I I can't imagine a scenario in which I would give up our website. Right. Um, But it takes time to get there. 
you guys, a lot of you guys know that in the beginning, I was really hella focused on Etsy and the selling platforms because in the beginning, that was easier than running a website. And it was also more financially viable because even though I paid out way more in fees to Etsy, it was after the, after the fact uh, rather than upfront investment. So it felt less painful at the time. And then that evolved into it making more sense for us to have our own website. Um, but, you know, the selling platforms were a solution for many, many years. Um, and the, the change, yeah, the selling platforms are a great stepping stone. Again, that's a stepping stone. When we were doing the market, we decided, all right, well, let's expand to the online market. Mm-hmm. And we started with Etsy. And honestly, uh, you know, a lot of people like swear by Etsy because Etsy has its own like community. Um, honestly, for the most part, the people that bought from us on Etsy were people that we met at the shows and sent them to Etsy and eventually realized that like, man, we're sending Etsy a lot of business, you know, like, like I, we really, if we're doing all this promoting of our website, we should have a website, a proper website. Mm -hmm. And of course then Etsy got bought out and they well they changed they went public they went public and then they changed a bunch of things and it just made the decision a lot easier for us to finally leave etsy and do this ourselves and i have zero regrets the same amount of work that you do on a selling platform having to list the item checking your settings all that stuff same same is the same exact amount that the only difference is you're not paying all those fees out and you really do have control over your website. Mm-hmm. You know, you have control over your website as opposed to being on a selling platform. Gail Friend said, I'm just starting on my online portfolio and website because I have seen friends get hacked on social media and lose everything. And I want a safe place that is that is just mine. Gail, yeah. like that's, and that's one of those, a lot of people use Facebook. I can't tell you how many business, it surprises me how many businesses in our local area don't even have a web presence. They rely on Facebook. And I'm like, I, I just, I keep imagining, like, can you imagine Facebook goes the way of the dodo? And now all of that work that, that, that you've invested in this one place is just gone. Yeah. You know, and you have no control over that because you have no control over how Facebook or Etsy or any other social media is going to run their platform, whether they're going to run it into the ground or not. And if you're relying on that for business, then um, and that's the only place where people could find you, then if it goes away, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's so important. Yeah. Use use platforms like Facebook to just kind of like post what you're doing and what you're up to and keep people updated, but always lead back to your website. Your website is yours. It is your, your baby, your thing on the internet that you have control over. If it goes the way of the Dodo, that's on you. You, you are the one that decided to shut it down or, you know, not really share things on there. That's why I think post new things, Give yourself a schedule to post new things um, every week, whether it's a blog or a new item that you created or something. You know, make it simple on yourself when it comes to running your site so that you're not spending a lot of time on there. You know, mm-hmm. give yourself one day one day a week, a, several, a couple hours that day to like do your site thing, the things on your site. The problem is that because you don't see a lot of traction on your site, 
what will happen is you ignore that. You pour a lot more energy into your social media. You pour a lot more energy into doing other things. And you give zero energy to your site until you remember. And you're like, oh, damn it. Now I have to do this thing. And then it's just a mountain of work. That is what happens, especially if, if you're doing a lot of shows and events. And if you're doing really well at those shows and events, it can be so easy to just prioritize that and completely ignore a website and look at a website as like this extra thing that you don't have time for, that you don't want to do, but it's worth it to, to get it where you want it to be little by little. And I'm not trying to make light of it either. This is when you're starting out and you're doing shows and you're, you're, you are the maker and you're the promoter and you're the bookkeeper and you're the person putting the website together, you're the photographer, you're the editor, you're the customer service rep. It is a tremendous amount of work. Yeah. No doubt about it. And it absolutely feels overwhelming at times. And you absolutely want to get rid of stuff that's not seeming like it's paying off at the time. But you got to sometimes with things think long term. Do I want this thing long term? Do I want this thing long term? Can I find joy in this thing? What is it that what is it? What is what is it the reality of what I'm trying to do? Like, is your website just because you're you're marketing on the Internet? Or is your website because you want to have presence and there. a home for your creations. you want to have a home for your creations on this vast online marketplace, um, you know, and and like really it comes out to if it's for marketing and you're basically basing it on sales, then you know it's going to if it is it a place where you can connect with people, have people reading your blogs and like subscribe to you and all that stuff, then it turns it into a completely different animal. Because if you do the show, let's say you do a show in person and you don't sell much at at the show, but you get to meet people and know that eventually that those meetings are going to pay off, then you're going to approach it completely differently than if you were there just to sell at that show. And I feel like it's the same way when you're looking at the at at the online presence. Like, what is it that you are actually getting out of this? And really focus your attention on that. Cassie said, at the end of the day, taking down a sign that proudly points to you and your work won't solve the problem of being unseen. It's just one less voice drawing attention to yourself. Exactly. Exactly, Cassie. So it can be hard to know when you feel overwhelmed and you're trying to simplify. It can be hard to know what to purge and what to keep. Um, But ultimately... A thing like a website, while it is a lot of work and it can be a lot of financial investment, has the potential to be more than just the sum of its parts. Yeah. Um, and so we value that above a lot of things. I will prioritize our website over, at this point in my career, over social media posting, over doing shows. <laughs> like It sits at the top level for me. Because it is the avenue through which I can communicate in just about any way I want to. We have videos. We have our music. We have the books. We have blogs. We have the stuff. It's like, it is a world. Yeah. It is a world. But also, don't expect to be there right now. And if you're just starting out right now, do it little by little. And if your organization is is a big hot mess and it's the opposite of organization as far as photo files and a system in place start where you are don't worry about organizing a backlog of stuff i have a folder that's massive that's just 
pre uh, pre 2016 mess. <laughs> I will get to it later. I'm not worried about it. Um, I had to start where I was and start with a system that worked and not worry about the backlog mess. Start organizing your files now. Start doing metadata now. I can't do anything about pictures that are on our website that I didn't do metadata on 10 years ago or whatever. Um, so just start where you are. Don't add to the workload by feeling like you have to make up for disorganization in the past. Just move forward with it. Yeah, I think that that's important. Is like projects were, it's like knowing that you've got, yes, you have all these projects that you did in the past, and that's great. But, you know, you could showcase those little by little, Uh, Mm -hmm. especially in blogs, you could talk about like, oh, I remember this is my experience that I had with this, you know. Mm -hmm. But as far as like worrying about putting that in there, um, I wouldn't even worry about it because really at this point you're like building it up now. And if you're putting that focus in there where you're like, all right, I want to list at least one piece a week on my website, which means that at the end of the year I'm going to have 52 pieces or maybe two pieces a week. Think strategically about how you're going. What does that look like? What is that going to look like if I'm working on the art and when is the best time for me to do it? Would it be better for me to just set some time aside and do take pictures and do all that at once? Or is it better for me to piecemeal it through the week? Really, at the end of the day, you're the one that knows what that schedule, what that's going to look like. Susan said, there are alternatives to Etsy and there are other selling platforms that I will look at when the time comes to set up a selling site. And I wanted to talk about this just for a second. Sometimes you're just not ready to have your own selling website. Yeah. And that is fine because that is, you have to uh, determine that for yourself. And it's, but also (laughs) I'm going all over the place here. Um, selling on a platform can remove some of the back-end hassle. Um, obviously, sites aren't going to list your products for you, so you're still going to have to make time to do that. Um, but selling sites can come with other pressures, as a lot of us have learned from Etsy. Um, and so it is a little bit of a trade-off there, too. I don't look at selling platforms as the easy answer anymore because they can honestly be more work than having your own website and they can train you into some unhealthy habits too depending on how the platform is run etsy trained me into a lot of unhealthy habits that i had to break myself of once i got away from etsy and just like with etsy any selling platform can go any which direction it chooses to and so i still just understand that there's always risk associated with um, showing and selling on a platform that you have no control over. Uh, there's always risk associated with that. So even if that's your great solution for right now, I would say always be looking at migrating towards things that you have more control over, things that you know are safe. I think using, you know, if you're if you're getting into it and you're using the platforms, always think of them as a stepping stone that will eventually lead to your website, right? To maybe doing an e-commerce on your website. You may not be ready. Um, there and there are different options. Obviously, I'm a big fan of like you running your website. Websites should not cost that much money. 
They don't have to. to. They don't have to, right? So, like, our website, uh, we pay, I think, like, $400 a year, but we have all the bells and whistles, like, every single bell and whistle that comes with it. There are certain um, sites out there that – site services that – some artists that I know swear by, um, some do not. They tried it and it didn't work. Like art storefronts, I think art storefronts charges a little too much. We've heard nothing but heartache <clears throat> from people. Um, we've also, some people like it. If you have the finances to be able to do it, then... It can be a, a boon. You know, it could be a boon. But like, I just, my 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 advice there is to go as simple as you can mm-hmm. and start building slowly. Like it might not start as an e-commerce site. Maybe you have your art on a platform and you just have a website that is your about me where you have your blogs and stuff. And then that links to your, to your p- platform where, wherever it mm-hmm. is that you're selling stuff. That's, that's a great way to start. That's how we start. We had our stuff on Etsy, but we had our website, right? So it's all about like owning that name, RafiandKlee.com, RafiWasHere.com. They all lead to the same place, and it was like owning that that bit of property on the on the on the web. Yeah, any of you who have read the Rogue Artist books know that we said we've said this. It's like it's having a property, a piece of land on the internet that cannot be taken away from you, unless the internet goes down which yeah. in which case that's a whole other ball of yeah that's wax. another that's that yeah that means everything goes down uh cassie said it feels so backwards but focusing on sales and as an artist does not in fact boost sales <laughs> true indeed. story indeed barbara said thank you i'm overwhelmed with trying to build my website and i just started looking into meta slash facebook business suite so glad you talked about it. I will plug away with the site. Yeah, I mean, listen, you guys, whichever direction that you go in that feels better to you, whether it is using Facebook, I'm never gonna dis- I'm never going to discourage you uh, of putting your artwork out there, right? So whether or not you decide that you're all right, I want to get started, I want to use Etsy. Etsy is a great um, platform to as a stepping stone to use as a stepping stone mm-hmm. um i disagree with a lot of their policies and stuff but mm-hmm. you know it really comes down to what it is that you want facebook is a great place to show your stuff and like you know um basically share the events and things that you're going to however what i would say is that like ideally all that stuff really should lead back to like some kind of central hub that is you like anything you do on Facebook. It's a great way. There's already like people on there. So, you know, and you're able to find local people and things like that. There's sites like Alignable. There's sites like, um, what is it? Next door. Next door. Next door is one that recently I started using and like people in our community around here. Go imagine. Yeah. Go imagine. Like there's all kinds of platforms, but at the end of the day, you got to remember you are either on a thing or you own the thing. Mm-hmm. And that's really, when when it comes to the website, I would say do not, always, always aim for, even if you're not there yet, aim for getting to a place where you own that piece of property where you're showcasing your work. And in that process, you're going to have to let go of a lot of things that maybe you've learned along the way in order to simplify. And just every chance you get, simplify it, simplify it, simplify it. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to be in front of a computer working on glitches. So no. the, what I want to do here in this section 
of the podcast is I want to describe like what it was that caused me to what what it is that causes me to keep our website, mm-hmm. right? Not walk away from our website. And what it is that caused me to walk away from doing the memberships on the Rogue Community site. Our website, every once in a while, we have to do an update. But for the most part, every I've kept it really simple. We don't have that many plugins on our WordPress site. Um, everything that we do have is created by Automatic, which works with WordPress beautifully and works with WooCommerce beautifully. So our e-commerce site, rarely do those plugins conflict. Right. So I'm not on the back end trying to figure out, like, why did my site crash or why did this happen? And it's much easier when you're doing I I have the website through WordPress.com. So I'm able to chat with someone and figure out what's going on. And because it's all owned by them, all the plugins, it's really, really easy to get to the bottom of any problems that there are. So that rarely happens on our e-commerce site. However, the rogue site. I needed a bunch of third-party plugins that all have their own variations of customer service and that are really bad at customer service. Some of them were. And so, like, I'd run into an issue with a plugin, and then they would say, well, it's the other plugins, uh, without actually knowing what was going on because nobody would go into back end of the site. And, like, I, I would end up going through this entire process of instead of like, oh, here's a here's a problem that came up. Let me fix this. Here's a problem that came up, and now it's two weeks, and this problem is still there, and I'm still trying to figure out how to fix it because nobody will get back to me. That that in of itself, when I looked back at my year and realized how much time I spent doing that, basically getting on the phone with people, working on stuff, trying to figure stuff out, feeling completely lost. At that point, I was like, this needs to stop. So that's that's where it's like, this is too much. Like, I, this is taking away from my art, right? Versus the other one, which is not taking away from the art. If there's a glitch, I take care of it. And then I post art and that's totally enhancing it's giving me more towards my art so like a lot of decisions like that take place and like that goes further than just the website like we look at everything because we do so many creative things we got to make sure that like we're cutting out any fluff any fluff yeah uh so to kind of summarize that which you just laid out is um with the rogue site the literal site was down just as much as it was live yeah um the work was things weren't working. <laughs> uh, the The work wasn't building something cool to enjoy. The work was this thing is literally not functioning. Uh, the e-commerce site, rockingclee.com, is also a lot of work, but it's, it's more um, we're building this thing kind of work. It is functioning. Uh, and man, we've talked to artists where they're like, this, this shit is just not functioning. And we're like, you should probably migrate somewhere else. Yeah. Um, if you, if you're having issues where like your site is crashing every night or like your payments portals are failing or some other kind of weird glitchy stuff, I would definitely look into other avenues. But- and there, and there, are, there are options out there. Like I know that, um, 
it, I can't think of any any of the other ones other than WordPress, but there are options for building a pretty nice website. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to cost some money every year and you got to break down that cost and be like, all right, so my, you know, for example, with us, like our goal is to make this much money every month with the site, which comes out to like 20 bucks or something. As long as we make that, we know that the website is paying for itself. And, you know, it's all a big learning curve. Uh, Maggie says that they they use GoDaddy. It was easy to set up. I don't use like I don't use third party like other hosting sites. So for example, there's GoDaddy, there's Bluehost, there's sites like that, mm-hmm. right? And then Bluehost you, caused problems for us in the past. Bluehost caused problems in the past, and that's one of the reasons that I went with WordPress.com because they're owned by Automatic, and basically everything that they create goes with the WordPress platform. Now it's a it costs a little bit more, mm-hmm. but I don't mind that paying that cost because then I have access to tech support through a chat box and I'm able to take care of issues quickly. Whereas like hosting sites like GoDaddy and Bluehost, um, a lot of times you try to talk to their tech support and then, you know, nothing gets, nothing gets fixed. It really is a matter of um, learning as you go. And it's like Cassie says, expectations and planning too far ahead doesn't help either. I often have to stop and ask myself, what do I need right now? Yes. What step does my career need next? Leave down the road for down the road. Yeah. And, and that is absolutely the way that we have built what we've built and navigated what we've navigated. And also have we spent sometimes stupid amounts of money finding out that things don't quite work? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you have to cut your losses and be like, that was a learning experience that we I paid spent, for. <laughs> we spent so much money on the rogue site. So much money on the rogue site. And we've spent money on our e-commerce site for things that we ended up not wanting or needing. Not, and a, not as much. Not as much. No, not as much. We spent those plugins cost a lot of money for the rogue site, and I'm Word. like, don't, don't do it, don't do it. Word. Uh, Nanu broke it. Said Nanu. <laughs> um, Shan Chan said organization is super hard. I agree, it is hard, but it's worth it. But I only show my best and most current in my gallery. I also sometimes do art just for merch instead of making and then adding to merch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and that's the thing you got to, you figure out your way of doing it. And organization is the hardest thing, building a structure, putting some kind of thing in place where you're like, okay, so after I create the art, I'm going to do this with it, you know, and it becomes part of the process of creating art. And sometimes you have to show restraint because like, sometimes you just want to, you know, work on something else and that's done. I want to forget about it. But I think it's one of those things where, like, I think to myself, like, is current me taking care of future me, right? Or That's is, a good question. Or is future me going to be like, damn you, past, past me. me. Like, why did you do this to me? Now I've got all this extra work. So it's it's one of those things. And it's still a work in progress. Like, it's not like we have this shit figured out. Nay. We're just – and honestly, the truth is you're going to constantly feel like you're just bumbling through. Because you are. Because you are. You are. We all are. Every single one of us. Esther said, so far, I've gotten the following out of this excellent podcast. Keep the store. Connect square. Schedule weekly website time. 
Jump in where I am. Don't go back and fix all the things. Think about doing metadata. Create a sold category. Didn't think of that as a solution. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Actually, Esther, yeah, you you pretty much, as far as my advice and I don't know if Clee's advice, um, I think that that is spot on. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would add to that list is simplify. Just mm-hmm. simplify. Simplify, simplify where the, you can. Simplify where you can, the process, um, to just make it easy on yourself. If you make it easy on yourself, people will figure out how to how to navigate that stuff most definitely also thank you for that summary yeah that was a great summary <laughs> it's a great way to to end the podcast yeah um yeah so hopefully you guys found this helpful uh this is obviously it's not it's it's a little bit more dry material because it's uh we're talking about a lot of technical stuff i love this stuff but at the end of the day like this stuff is important you know and unfortunately it's still like almost like a big mystery for people like, oh, I'm going to do a website, especially if you're doing it for the first time. It it seems daunting and it seems scary. And in reality, like you just you got to you, you just got to jump into it. And, you know, and really what I would do if you're going to put together a website or you're thinking of, you know, your website and how you work on it, look at somebody, maybe somebody that, you know that has a website and ask them and a website that you like and ask them like, so what do you recommend for me getting into a website? It might be, um, what is it? Not square. What is the, the, the website that's online? Shopify. Shopify. A lot of folks use Shopify. A lot of people use Shopify. A lot of people use Wix. Wix is another big one. Squarespace is a big one. Squarespace. Squarespace is the one that I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of artists that use Squarespace. Um, so like there's, there's options out there for for doing an easy website. Mm-hmm. If somebody comes at you and they're like, "Oh yeah, we could do a website and it's like over a $1000 to do it and they have like some ridiculous monthly fee, um look for something else. Look for something else, especially if you're just getting started. You know, like keep it keep it really simple. Keep it really simple. Yeah. Uh, Unhand said, this has been so helpful. I think I have a solution to try with my store. Awesome. Nanu said, future me hates past me, but I will worry about that in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Valerie said, very helpful. Nanu said, this has been really great. Um, Valerie said, I'm definitely struggling with my website, but that is one of my goals this month to deal with. (laughs) Awesome. Congratulations. And well, thank you guys so much for being here. Awesome rogues. We freaking adore you. Yes. And for everybody listening to this at home, uh, if you like this and you'd like to listen to more, go ahead and click wherever it is that you can to subscribe or follow our podcast. We try to do this weekly. And other than that, uh, it's time to go. You want to say goodbye? Good day. Adios. Adios.